Hello, hello, everyone. Today's episode I'm super excited about, and I can't wait to share it with you all. Um, It's all about why reading your Bible is so important. Um, This is something I'm so, so passionate about, and I have learned a lot (laughs) over the years about studying your Bible. And so I hope that you'll find this episode encouraging and that you will take notes and that you will implement all of these tips uh, into your daily life and into your daily study of the word. Okay, y'all. So I know you might hear this a lot, but it is extremely important for you to grow in discipline when it comes to reading your Bible. It is literally the word of God. It is alive and we can learn so much about God, who he is, what his purposes are, and learn how to apply all that information into our lives as well. But I don't want y'all to think that I just have always known how to read my Bible because I didn't. (laughs) I grew up a believer, but there really wasn't any time in my life or in my memory that I physically saw any of my family members reading their Bibles or praying. So all of this knowledge, all of this information I'm about to share with you has honestly just flourished and grown and developed in just the last three or four years when I decided that I was going to to no longer have a surface level faith. I wasn't going to have a lazy or surface level faith anymore by relying solely on what I read in books and devotionals or heard in sermons. But don't get me wrong, (laughs) those things can be really good and they have their purpose in their own contexts. But I was not getting a lot of my information about the Bible from the Bible. (laughs) I was getting the vast majority of what I knew about the Bible, what I understood about God from those places only, from devotionals, from books, from sermons. Like Those were my only resources that I was using to learn absolutely anything about God rather than going directly to his word. And this might step on some toes, but it's honest and it's real and it's based on actual data, okay? So a huge gap in American Christianity and within the global big C church is by biblical literacy, We, as a global big C church, have allowed ourselves to believe that a stale and surface level faith without any discipline or depth is enough. (laughs) And I'm going to give you some statistics that I found that will blow you away, honestly. (laughs) Okay, so first off, I looked at the Pew Research Center, and they tell us that as of 2010, which obviously was the last census, we're going through a census right now, so that might change. We'll see, I guess. Um, But that 31% of the global 
population are professing Christians. But keep in mind that this number includes all sects of Christianity. So it includes the Catholic Church and the Protestant churches, okay? The entirety. That is what the Pew Research Center said 31% of the global population of professing Christians are. And then Lifeway, if you don't know what Lifeway is, they are a uh, resource. They they make books, their store, amazing, amazing uh, resource and ministry. But they did a study in 2017 asking 1,000 American believers how much of the Bible that they have read personally. So listen to these numbers. Out of a thousand professing American Christians, 30% of those people said that they have read several passages. Okay, several passages. That's a pretty vague (laughs) amount (laughs) of the Bible. 15% said at least half of it. So 15% of those 1,000 American Christians have read half of the Bible, at least half of it. 11% said all of it. 11% said they had read read all of the Bible. 10% said they had read none of the Bible. 9% said they had read all of the Bible more than one time. And then 13% of those 1,000 American Christians said only a few sentences. And then 12% said almost all of it. All right. Now, let me share something else. These statistics and these numbers come from us knowing that 9 out of 10 households in America own Bibles. That's that's the study that Lifeway conducted. That was another one of the numbers that they collected. 9 out of 10 households in America own Bibles, and yet there are still 10% of people within the 1,000 that haven't read none of the Bible. And that there's 30% of those people who only said that they read several passages. <laughs> These numbers are absolutely astounding. I personally know missionaries in other countries who have told me stories of, of their friends that they have come to know and love in their country, uh, who these people have come to know Jesus and they are sobbing and crying in in thanks and an excitement over just one book of the bible and they're reading this one book over and over and over again they're memorizing it and they're praying for for god to bring them more <laughs> maybe maybe the bible hasn't been translated in their language yet or maybe they're in a country that it's really unsafe for them to even own a bible <laughs> and so they can't own a full bible yet 
but they're craving and they're praying for more. And they're just so driven by their love for God and for Jesus that they want to know more about what he says. And let me continue on to my point because that may be a little bit too much tough love for you. And honestly, like you need it because I wish I had listened earlier about why studying the Bible was so important and how transformational it can be when you are truly digging deep into the Word of God. We as a global church, and most specifically here in America, we have got to do better, y'all. We've got to do better to help our brothers and sisters in Christ become more biblically literate. And if you uh, fit into any of the categories and you're listening right now, whether you are a believer in Jesus or you're not, whether you study your Bible every day and as a believer or you hit or miss it as a believer, and you're struggling to start or even know how to start, remember that I told you at the very beginning of this episode that I was there too. I know exactly what you're struggling with. I know how hard it can be to begin to study the Bible. I know how confusing and intimidating and overwhelming it might feel to you right now. But I've said this so, so many times. You are missing out on the absolute greatest relationship you could ever have in your entire life by continuing to set your Bible to the side and by continuing to procrastinate this this deep and beautiful and loving and wonderful relationship you could have by studying the Word of God. The relationship with Christ is greater than your relationship with your spouse. It's greater than the relationship with your kids. It's greater than the relationship with your family or your friends. It is the single most important relationship in your life. And I will argue until I'm blue in the face on that one. Because God literally gave us life. And all he wants of us is a relationship with him, is to get to know him on a deeper level. And you know how we do that? We do that by studying his word. And so once again, reminder, I was in your shoes. So let me help you out and give you some helpful tips on how you can get started down the path of a deeper relationship with the Lord and biblical literacy. Okay. Number one, recognize that the hardest part of all of this is just starting. That's that's legitimately the hardest part. Anytime you start a new habit, it's going to be difficult when you start out. Anytime you start working out, anytime you start eating healthier, anytime you decide you want to run, uh, anything, like anytime you you add something new to your routine. Maybe you need to wash your face more often, or maybe you sometimes skip and it's harder for you to implement that habit at the beginning. But we all know that habits can be changed and we can create new habits. 
So even just recognizing and understanding that the hardest part is just getting started can can remove and relieve a lot of the weight that you might feel, a lot of the intimidation you might feel. The second thing, if you're if you're really struggling to even just be motivated. This was my thing. I just did not want to open my Bible. Like it legitimately collected dust (laughs) for months, if not years, um, because I didn't open it very often because I just didn't want to. I didn't feel like it was necessary. And so the second thing that I'm going to tell you that would be helpful for you is to pray and ask God for the desire to read and love his word, okay? Ask him for this desire. Come before him and say, Lord, I don't know why I don't want to read your word, but please give me a love and a burning passion for your holy word. Doesn't have to be anything fancy. Doesn't have to be this long, drawn-out, complicated prayer. Just simply ask him, Lord, I need your help. Give me this desire. I want to know you more. You can, you, and I don't care when you pray it. Pray it in the morning. Pray it at night before you go to bed. Pray it throughout the whole day. It's up to you. But if you're really struggling, this is a really big part of that. It's just straight up asking God to give you the desire for it. Number three is to take time and to, to learn and to understand context. We do not need to rush time with God or rush our understanding of his word. Because when we do that, that's when we take scripture out of context. And that's when we don't understand the true purpose of why God gave us a a particular text. You can utilize an entire day of your study time to focus in on the context behind what you're reading. This is what I do typically when I start a brand new book of the Bible. I focus an entire day of my study time. I set aside study time to get a handle and get a deeper understanding on the context or the situation behind the writing of this text. So some questions that you can ask is, who is the author? Write out who the author is. Ask, where is the author located geographically? Because a lot of times, sometimes, a writer or an author might be writing from prison. (laughs) And it puts what that person is writing into a completely new perspective. (laughs) Um. Ask who is the author speaking to? Who is the author's audience? Why is the author telling the audience these things? Was the audience going through some kind of persecution? Were they enslaved? Were they struggling with a particular type of sin? Asking those deeper questions to get a better understanding about what was going on. And then one I really enjoy asking too is, what was happening historically while this was being written? So I always look that up. I try to figure out the date, the the time um, frame that the book was written. And I go and look up what was happening in the world during 64 AD or whatever. And it gives me much more insight (laughs) 
into kind of the mindset and the feeling or the emotions that maybe the audience or the author was going through in the time of this writing. So understanding context is key. Like I harp on this so much. You guys are probably super annoyed at me <laughs> for talking about it so dang much, but it's so important. Like, and it, and it shifts your perspective in a brand new way and helps you understand scripture in a way that you never have before. So it, it is definitely <laughs> worth your time to do that. Number four, utilize your resources. <laughs> it is 2020. We have an astounding amount of resources to help us in our study of God's word. So why don't we use them? There are websites like Blue Letter Bible or Bible Hub that have uh, the Greek and Hebrew original words so that we can understand and learn better that way. Uh, they have interlinear versions. There's text commentaries to give us a little bit more insight on maybe things that we missed in our original context study. Um, there is uh, the Bible Project is an amazing resource as well. They have some incredible, incredible videos that kind of outlines different topics or or books in a new and uh, eye-catching way that is also biblically sound and insightful. Uh, another one I really enjoy, another resource is Help Me Teach the Bible podcast by Nan Nancy Guthrie. Uh, her podcast is so good. She has scholars and um, experts on specific books of the Bible come on and, and she just asks them questions <laughs> about what was happening as that book was being written or some of the intentions or purposes behind that particular book. Um, and I'll li link all of this in the, in the show notes for sure. So um, you can access these resources as well. Number five, ask mentors, pastors, or a believer that you trust questions when you don't understand something. It is okay to not know everything right off the bat. I've said this before too. When we become believers, we don't just automatically absorb all of this understanding of scripture. The Holy Spirit comes and dwells within us, but we do we still have to work at it. We still have to be disciplined in our relationship with the Lord and pursue that relationship with him. And so don't don't feel ashamed or don't feel scared to ask these questions of things you don't understand because more than likely that mentor has had that exact same question <laughs> and can relate and can talk you through it and you can explore the scriptures together. So it's pretty cool. So don't be afraid to ask questions. And then number six, remember that to be a disciple of Jesus, it takes daily discipline to grow in your relationship with him. This is a process that is worth it, and it will not happen overnight. <laughs> it won't. So set some realistic expectations of yourself um, as you go into studying because I don't want you to be overwhelmed. I don't want you to be intimidated. I want you to set some realistic expectations. Say, I'm going to study two to three verses in this book or this chapter tomorrow and then the next, the next day and so on and so on and so forth. Make a plan. Set some realistic expectations so that you can truly focus on your relationship and deepening your relationship with the Lord. 
I really hope (laughs) that this episode was helpful for you in your walk with Christ and that you will reach out to me on Instagram at Made Brave in Christ or in my Facebook group that is also titled Made Brave in Christ with any questions you may have about studying the Bible um, or uh, anything like that. (laughs) Like, I know that this was a super passionate episode, but... um, I hope that you could tell that it's something that I really care about and that I want you to grow in and that I'm not condemning you if you don't understand how to do that yet because it's going to take time and that's okay. Um, I just, I am just hoping that you will move forward and you will continue to grow and that you will take these tips and implement them into your life. So until next time, may you be made brave in Christ. Thank you.